coming up next I was really excited about was my NBA client, DeJounte mm-hmm. Murray. Okay. I did three major events for them, like, consecutively, back-to-back. And um, he plays for the Hawks, and they just re-signed him for, um, I think, like, five That's more up. years. So I think that was, like, one of my big, biggest accomplishments thus far. I think knowing your niche, knowing who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your population? Are you going to focus on weddings? Are you going to focus on baby showers and social events, birthday parties? So it's just really defining what your niche is. Mm-hmm. Um, I do everything but weddings. I do proposal parties, birthday parties, baby showers, bridal showers, things of that nature, but I don't do weddings at all. That's not my focus. Marketing for me, that's something I'm really passionate about, actually. Like, I love marketing, all things marketing. Email marketing, social media marketing, like going up to people and telling them what you do in the store. Like, it's different forms of marketing that's just that doesn't just um, info- involve social media. Mm-hmm. So, I love marketing. Um, posting your content informing people educating people inspiring people there's mm-hmm. just so much you can do when it comes to marketing oh, five <laughs> shots see if you gonna make it you gotta stay in your chair stay, stay in the chair yeah oh, okay yeah. okay three out of five yeah go ahead i can see you through the glass okay that's one did you make that oh my god I told y'all this might be too easy that one that's one Building a legacy, I am. so watch how you step to me. No, it's in here, there ain't no comparison, stacking up guarantees. Moving so militant, consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up, no time for no chilling, man. Building a legacy, so watch how you step to me. No, it's in here, there ain't no comparison, stacking up guarantees. Moving so militant, consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up, no time for no chilling, man. Yo, what's good? This is Terry Gates. You're now tuned into the Inherited Podcast. Once again, thank y'all for always coming back week after week, subscribing, liking, commenting, and sharing all these posts. Today, we're back with another episode, man, with another great guest. So today in the building, I have China Miley, event planner, media host, mental health advocate. Let me throw in playing some basketball at Oregon, man. She has done some great things in life. So we want to have a good episode today. Another great conversation, but before we get started, I'm going to let her introduce herself once again. So, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm China. <laughs> All right. So, look, so now I already see we got some jitters going on, right? So, I got some icebreakers that we're going to do only because, and this is going to be just the first time I'm doing this, right? Because you're special. You're going to be able to win some money doing this icebreaker, okay? You played b-ball at Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. What was your position? I was a post player, forward center. Okay. So, you, you, had, a, you had a good shot on you? Mm-hmm. So, what we about to do, right? You know, put you against the test. It may be a cheat code because we like right here so close. Five. Well, you got to make it three out of five shots to win this duel. I'm going to pay it to you if you want it right. So you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Hold on real quick, y'all. Team, tune into this. <laughs> Just for you. Yeah. So I'm right here, right? Mm-hmm. Right behind you. So five <laughs> shots. See if you're going to make it. You got to stay in your chair. Stay, stay, stay in the chair? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Three out of five. Yeah. Go ahead. I can see you through the glass. Okay. That's one. Did you make that? Oh, my God. I told y'all this might be too easy. That one. That's one. That's okay. one. Wait. That's oh two. <laughs> That's two. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two out of three. Let's see what we got. What we got. Oh, man. That's okay. three out of four. Get your last shot in. Just because. Three out of four. Four out of five. That's eighty percent. All, right. All right, then. Let me uh, well, I can phone back. You gonna get your dub? I promise. So that was cool, man. You actually made them three out of five shots. I got you a four out of five. So we gonna break the ice one more time. Get you talking real quick. Get you warmed up. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do is draw a card from this deck, right? I don't know what it's gonna say, 
We both gonna answer it. I promise you, there's not like nothing crazy in this deck. It's some real, sometimes powder stuff, sometimes silly stuff, crazy stuff, but it ain't nothing off, off the wall and just very outlandish, right? So let's see what card we're gonna get today. What we got, what we got. Man. New card. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we did that one for one time. All right, okay. These are got back messed up. Let me go from the center. <laughs> Wow, and this is wild, but uh, we're going to answer this one. This is crazy. How would you like to die? <laughs> I don't even know. Can we ask another one? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> that is wild. Okay, I like this one. Which talent would you most like to have? That'd be, that's a good one. We'll run with that one. Mm. So which talent would you most like to have? Sing. I don't know how to sing. If I could sing, I would. Word. Yep. What uh, you know, what song? What's your favorite song to sing? Mm, my favorite song, like in the whole wide world, is Usher Superstar. Okay, let me get a sound for real quick. I'm oh, playing, no. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm uh -uh. playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I can't hit the high notes. I can't hit the high notes. Uh, let's see. For me, what talent would I most like to have? Uh, it's a tough question, man. Mm. I would say this man, I guess, extra, extra smart in tech. Somewhere in that area, just being very talented as far as like coding and doing stuff like that. That'd be one thing I would love to do. I, mean, I got some knowledge in it, but as far as being talented, mm -hmm. I go in the tech round. So that would, I, that's what I would like to do. Cool, cool, cool. So let's get into it, right? So what I love to do, of course, get your backstory, get your origin story, and just go to the, the very beginning or however far back you can remember and go back to like childhood growing up. So what I really want to do is just bring value to who may be watching, and I guarantee Everybody have a backstory. Everybody have a past. Everybody have whatever they went through that kind of put them in a mindset and led them to where they are now in life. So just tell us about China Miley as a young adolescent grown up to about, yeah, I say the college. So how was life for you back then, family, household and stuff for you? So let us get some good info about China. How was it? So I was raised by my grandparents. Mm. Um, yeah, they were married for 50 plus years. Um, my granddad recently passed, but um, I was a granddad's girl. I was <laughs> spoiled. Um, both of my grandparents, like, always took care of me. And I went to Southwest Cap High School in Decatur. So I Southwest couldn't quite make it there because of MLK, but, you know, yep. still a native. So, <laughs> so I went to Southwest Cap High School. Then I obtained a full basketball scholarship mm -hmm. to the University of Oregon. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. But now going to Oregon, it really shaped, like, my mindset. It taught me how to deal with, you know, diversity, mm -hmm. culture shock, being over 2,000 miles away from home mm -hmm. by myself at 17. I went to college when I was 17. So really, Oregon, it really, like, it shaped me for who I am now. Mm -hmm. So so as far as, and you heard you say, like, culture shock in Oregon, is it safe to say it was a predominantly white school? Definitely. PWI, predominantly white institution. So being from Decatur, you know, Latonia, DeKalb County. Um, is predominantly African-American. So going out there, I was just like, who mm. looked like me? Like, of course, <laughs> you know, the athletes did, but the classrooms, the teachers, you know, yeah. it was just a different experience. So it allowed me to learn how to work with diverse cultures, try new cuisines. Like, I met lifelong friends, teammates. It was just a good, fun experience. So did you have any kind of, like, negative experiences with it? Like, as far as affecting you, you know, because, again, coming from the cater, like mm -hmm. you said, that's... Yeah, I mean, you see white people around there, but that's a black neighborhood, a black area, a black town. So when you got into that all white area, what were some of the negative aspects that kind of came with it? If there were any, though, 
Definitely. Um, everything is like for a growing pain. It helps make you a better person. But for me, it was more so it rained every day. Mm. Like every day, like out of 365 days, it probably rained at least more than half, like mm. 250. Jesus Christ. And I'm used to it being hot outside. Like I love right. the heat. So <laughs> for me, that was really depressing, very depressing. Like I dealt with depression when I was out there. So it was like any chance I could get to go home, I would try to go home. Mm. Um, I used to go home with my teammates if I couldn't, because they live, you know, Washington, California, Oregon, because I couldn't always make a flight home. Because if we only had a three-day break mm. playing basketball, by the time I get home, a day is already gone. By the time yeah. I fly back, a day is already gone. So I would go home with them and, you know, just make the best of it. Yeah. That's wild. It's always when you get pulled from your natural environment, you may experience some kind of depression because it's just... Um, you just uprooted from everything you know. Like that happened to me when I went to the military. It mm -hmm. happened so fast. When I got out there, it was just like, man, what do I do? But it also just allowed me to have a a slit, like a clean slate, a fresh start. So mm -hmm. I kind of, you know, it had its pros and its cons, but I took advantage of it and then go way to be able to try to grow here and grow there and just step outside of the box and just engulf in the new environment. So, but I commend you for it. But when you did experience those times of depression, how did you deal with it? How did you cope with it? Like, what was your mechanism as far as getting back into that peaceful mindset and that um, same mind? I just stayed busy. Uh -huh. And that can be a good thing and a bad thing because when you overwork yourself, you usually will crash. Mm -hmm. So I just stayed busy. And my staying busy was um, being involved. I already played basketball. I was involved in Black Student Union, Black Women of Achievement, the mm -hmm. Multicultural Center. So I would put myself around people that look like me. Mm -hmm. And then I also started planning events and programs when I was involved with student activities. So that's what led me to my love for event planning mm -hmm. because I was able to plan programs utilizing the university's money. Mm, that's so hard. <laughs> when I graduated, then boom, that's how Events by CCM was born. So. That's, that's hard. You made the best of your environment out there, sounds like, huh? Mm -hmm. That's hard. So now that you got into a business mindset or a business aspect, did you always have that in you as far as, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur or I wanted my own business? Or was it just once you went to college, it was birth there, did it start at a young age? Well, I used to want to, when I was a kid or like high school, middle school, I used to always want the J's, the Nikes, <laughs> you know? And I used to tell my grandparents like, well, I need a job. I mm -hmm. need I need some money. Like, I want to work I need so I can buy what I want to buy. And my granddad used to always say like, well, why work for the store? Like, why work for an employee when you can own a store? Facts. Why do that? And when I was young, I was like, I don't want to hear that. I just want the J's. Like, mm -hmm. buy me the newest Jordans. That's what I want. He was like, no, you don't hear what I'm saying. So he would say like, don't work. Just focus on your school. And he would buy me you know, whatever I wanted. Just do what you need to do. Get straight A's, go to school, get a scholarship. I didn't understand it back then, but now I do because a lot of students who, or, you know, you ever seen some friends or who, who we went to school with, they never left Georgia. Fetch. Like they never left home. They never grew. They never, they don't know what it's like to catch a flight and go to another country and mm -hmm. use a passport. So it's like when I was younger, I was like, oh, I want the new J's. But in reality, they were helping me because the sacrifices that I made just to focus on school allowed me to travel the world and get a full scholarship. I've been to Italy and Spain for free mm. just for being on a basketball team. So it's like I've had a lot of experiences, but I think the main thing was to just focus on what's important. Don't think about the now. Think about the ultimate goal at the end. So Facts. I love that. I love that. So what was that first event or that first situation that you actually had to get you into event planning? Like what was that situation and how did it from there? How did you say, okay, I love this, you know, this is the thing where I want to go. So how did you scale that and build upon that? 
Um, so, you know, everybody, when you first started something, you're not that good. Yeah. So I wasn't that good at first, but um, my first event was I did my little cousin Trinity Sweet 16. And then I did my cousin's Najee's White and Gold 18th birthday party. So I did family events for free. Mm-hmm. And then until I was able to build my network and grow that way. Mm-hmm. So after you building that network, do you remember your biggest events you've done? Well, not, not I want okay. Let's not because I've seen some big stuff thus far. So before we get to the yeah, present, so yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> they're going crazy with it. So before we get to the present events, did I just say from when you was in college, what was that biggest one you did that uh, popped off for you? And I guess not popped off, but that when you were like, okay, mm-hmm. this is my best event that I've done. I've done so many um, that long ago. I really don't remember. I've done a lot, though. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot. I don't remember what my biggest one was in college, but I do remember putting together um, open house for school, mm-hmm. the welcoming for Oregon, the welcome home, the orientation for new students. Um, we had a, retreats with BWA, BSU program. So more so doing things for the student involvement mm-hmm. were my biggest events at Oregon. Was it hard to get in that position knowing you was at a PWI? Like, how did they, did you get any pushback as far as, let this young black lady take control of this stuff versus, I guess, one of ours to do it. Do you have any pushback there? No, because um, we had a student government. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was called ASUO at the time. And the, they were like the student government. And every group was allocated funds in mm-hmm. order to do whatever they needed to do. Mm-hmm. So every group, we had different organizations. We had the uh, fraternities, sororities. We had BWA, Black Student Union, um, Asian Pacific American oh, clubs. Like we had a like diversity of everything. That's so. dope. It was, it was very inclusive at mm-hmm. Oregon Sound. Like that's good. Like you can actually mix and mingle, learn about everybody else's culture and this and that and not just keep you inside. But I guarantee some folks were like, you know, this is my clique with the black people. This is my clique with the Asian. They, they probably didn't want to cross each other's paths. But were you like that? Were you just open to, I want to learn with y'all history about y'all culture. I want to learn with y'all culture about where you kind of, uh, let me kind of stay over here a little bit. Or were you just open to all of that? I went to everything. Mm-hmm. I did everything. That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. You're a good, good person for doing that. So bounce back to now. Mm-hmm. What was your biggest event that you want to put on that pedestal? I wouldn't say biggest event, but something that I was really excited about was my NBA client, DeJounte mm-hmm. Murray. Okay. I did three major events for them, like consecutively back to back. And um, he plays for the Hawks and they just re-signed him for, um, I think, like five That's more up. years. So I think that was like one of my big, biggest accomplishments thus far. So yeah. what goes into actually making a great event? Because some people may who may be watching, they want to be an event planner. They want to start that business. So. Can you kind of break it down to from point A to point B as far as you got to do this, you may need this, you make sure you plan this, strategize that. So what does it look like to be a, a great event planner to try to land some of these jobs? Um, I think knowing your niche, knowing who you are, what you do and who you serve, mm-hmm. like what is your population? Are you going to focus on weddings? Are you going to focus on baby showers and social events, birthday parties? So it's just really defining what your niche is. Mm-hmm. Um, I do everything but weddings. I do proposal parties, birthday parties, baby showers, bridal showers, things of that nature. But I don't do weddings at all. That's not my focus. Why not weddings? At all. Because um, it's a, it's stressful. I've done weddings before, but it's just too stressful for me. Hmm. I would think weddings be on that uh, <laughs> top tier up there, man. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest, biggest uh, I guess, group size of events like that. But, you know, like I say, that's, if that's your niche, then you don't want to step outside of that um, to doing that. But so how does marketing play any event planning for you? Like, is that a That's, key thing or is it how do you go about doing that? Because, again, 
you got it's a, it's a scalable business and you got to market it. So what is your strategy for us doing that? Okay, and shameless plug, October 29th from 4 to 6, I'm having a motivated marketing class. Let's do it. You all need to come. <laughs> Let's do it. Come on. And we're green. We're wearing green. So every event that I do, it's always a color scheme to uh-huh. it. And that's a part of my marketing, too, because when you see the pictures, you're going to be like, oh, what's this? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Why do they all have on the same colors? So that's a marketing gem right there. But um, so for marketing, for me, that's something I'm really passionate about, actually. Like, I love marketing, all things marketing, email marketing, social media marketing, like going up to people and telling them what you do in the store. Like, it's different forms of marketing that's just that doesn't just um, inform, involve social media. Mm-hmm. So I love marketing, um, posting your content, informing people, educating people, inspiring people. There's mm-hmm. just so much you can do when it comes to marketing. Mm-hmm. And I um I know when it comes to that, a big part of spreading your brand and spreading your brand's messages as far as like it's telling the story, right? Mm-hmm. How you how important to you is that and how do you tell your story with your brand? Because again, just like you got Nike, Adidas, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, a lot of their marketing is less of, hey, this is how much this piece costs, this and that. You always see a creative piece of a story being told or somebody either going to the beach doing X, Y, and Z, just telling like, okay, if you wear um, Nike, we're going to show you nothing but athletes working out or just stuff being hard working, this and that. So mm-hmm. when it comes to event planning, how do you tell your story and what tips could you give somebody to better tell their story in marketing? So like just your content, your content ideas. So something that I do a lot to, for marketing for me is I show a lot of behind the scenes content. Mm-hmm. I show a lot of things where planners are the highs and lows, the things that people don't show you. Because, you know, on Instagram, people mostly post the success stories, but they don't yes. tell you the fail- the failures. They don't tell you when a vendor doesn't come at the right time or if a vendor doesn't show up at all. Mm-hmm. Or if a balloon person forgets the wrong color, but like brings the wrong color balloon. So it's a lot of things that the planner deals with mm-hmm. overall. We're like the project manager and make sure everything flows together at mm-hmm. once. So um, I tell my story by being open and transparent. I show the behind the scenes. I share the highs and the lows. You know, I have a photographer that I bring everywhere that I go mm-hmm. who's always capturing my content. So even if it's something that I missed, you know, they have it. He can show me decorating the table, recording me decorating the table from start to finish. Mm -hmm. So that's something I do. I like to show behind the scenes and I introduce myself. I Mm -hmm. tell people who who I am, what I do. I show myself even if I fail, I'll still post it. Mm -hmm. Like these are things that happen and I'm letting people know, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Just be consistent. Facts, facts, facts. So you spoke on highs and lows, right? And Mm -hmm. with every business, every brand, you're going to experience those highs and lows. This, when you got a peak of a mountaintop to get to the next one, you got to come out down in those valleys to get to the next to the next mountain peak, right? Mm-hmm. And even like with me, if I'm experiencing a, a deep low or something, even like with podcasting, sometimes videos may do great. Sometimes they may not. Sometimes people show up. Sometimes they may not. But just, and sometimes it can bring on a sense of you can't get into a depressive state. You can't get into a state of anxiety. But as far as um, some of the lows that you have with um, event planning, mm-hmm. Being transparent about it, like you stated, a lot of people don't do it on social media. So what are, just in depth, what are some of the worst things you may have experienced as far as it kind of have made you say, you know what, I'm done with event planning. Like, I, don't, I ain't, I'm not doing it anymore. These people ain't reliable, this and that. So what is that side to where people may not show, express some of that so somebody can really get the real deal, good stuff in event planning? Because not always sunshine and, um, and no clouds. So how does that rain come in and what does that look like? 
Um, so transparency. Um, <laughs> Give it to him raw. <laughs> well, for me, my biggest and most book times are the summer. Mm-hmm. So when the kids are out of school, brunches, socials, bridal parties, birthday parties, the summertime is my most book time. Mm-hmm. But then you have November, Thanksgiving, and Christmas where people aren't spending as much money. You may have baby showers here and there, but people are spending money with on toys and yeah. food, you know? So it's like those are the seasons where it slows down for me. But I also have multiple streams of income within my business. I have marketing classes. I have ebooks. I offer event photography. I mm. offer party rentals as well. So it's having those multiple streams of income, but also preparing for those slow seasons. Mm. If you're making all that money in the summertime, then you should have money during your slow seasons as well. So it's investing, putting back into your business. I just did a yard sale, well, a, a storage sale, and I mm. sold like a lot of products, but I also invested new inventory and posted them for rent as mm-hmm. well. So yeah. That's you own it. I seen I seen that sale. Every time you I got this for sale 10 minutes later. So <laughs> I got this for sale. So but it's just it's good to hear that you're not a, a business moment an entrepreneur out here who just going off for the whim, right? You're strategizing, mm-hmm. you're planning, you're executing. You really are building your business and you're trying to scale it, which a lot of people, they just jump in the deep end, which is sometimes good because a lot of people are scared to get started. But mm-hmm. once you're in there swimming, trying to survive, you got to remember, you're going to need you a life vest. You're going to need you a, somebody to come and try to save you sometimes. But to have that funds allocated for those rainy days in the, in the winter times is a very smart thing you could be doing. So if anybody's listening, take note of what she just said. You don't want to just... Run up a whole bag and then, oh, I got it now. Let me spend it now. And then when the winter come, you shit out of luck. You ain't got, you can't do nothing to move like that. So I commend you on doing that. Um, but what happened to that with those lows, has there ever been a time where you wanted to quit and just say, you know what, I'm trying to move on to something else? You can it, tell the truth. You can tell has, the truth. <laughs> it has. It has. How did but, you get over that? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I journal a lot. I have a um, friend that I talk to about everything. His name's D'Angelo. Shout out to D. But um, I just, I tell him everything, like everything good, bad, everything. Mm-hmm. And he'll just talk to me from a rational place. Because, you know, a lot of times women can be very emotional. Mm-hmm. Like we just like, sometimes we just want to cry and just be like, I don't Like, no, this is yeah. what we're doing. Da, 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 da. Like my male friends, they really hold me accountable. Like, mm-hmm. this is what you need to do. Like X, Y, Z. We're not going to sit around and cry all day. Yeah. We don't have time for that. <laughs> We about to get it done. And I have those male figures, like my photographer, like my mm-hmm. best friend, D, you know, like another male friend of mine. And they just hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. So so it's felt like a support system for you is one of your biggest um assets when you come to trying to, quote unquote, give up. I like doubt. How are you talking now? You ain't giving up. But you mm-hmm. had those thoughts. So it's a support system for you? Yep. I have a true support system. Do you go into like, when you do get into those anxiety modes or depression, like meditation, long walks, like what is your... Any personal things you do just for yourself outside of talking to people? I work out. That's a good I work out. I journal. Um, I have a therapist. Shouts out to that. A lot of folks do not want to get a therapist. I don't, some reason, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It may feel like, oh, I'm crazy or something, but mm-hmm. you're not. I love going to therapy. It's just having a person on the other side who's mm-hmm. um, won't be biased to you and mm-hmm. can also ask you some of the questions that you may need to mm-hmm. hear to allow you to respond in a certain way to be mm-hmm. like, Oh, damn, I never thought about it like this. Maybe this is the reason why X, Y, and Z may be happening or the reason why I'm feeling like this. So it's good to have a therapist to do that. So would you recommend that for a lot of people or would you just say it's for certain folks? No, I think it's for everybody. I think it's something that's looked down upon in the African-American community, Mm -hmm. but I think it's something that we need because... 
Like, I know a lot of men or they feel like men not supposed to show their emotions or mm-hmm. show that they're hurt or cry. But you all go through stuff, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you all have those days where y'all just be like, OK, if the world like, you know, you but we all need somebody. <laughs> you know, we all need somebody. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think a therapist it can be beneficial to anyone who's willing to go and cooperate. Because some people will go and they just be like, oh, this is not going to help me. Whatever. I don't need it. It ain't going to help. I ain't going to change nothing. But you got to motivate your mind. Mm-hmm. And that's why I started my company. Like, it. yeah. So <laughs> That's probably why I led to choose that uh, that design. That just it triggers. I love the aspect of mental health, right? I'm just, as you are as well, an advocate for mental health. I just feel like if you're not at, well, it's sometimes hard to get to 100%. But if you're not at 100%, how do you expect to pour into somebody else who may need you or to give 100% of yourself. So speaking on mental health and you're an advocate for it, mm-hmm. what drew you to that? Was there like a some trauma you may have went through or a situation where it's just, you know what, this whole mental health thing is very, very important. So let me get behind it and push this message. So what was that for you that brought you on board to be an advocate for it? Um, It was like during 2020, during the pandemic, and I left a horrible relationship. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Gotta do it. Horrible. Like, <laughs> I, I used to sit in the house and just cry every day. Like, uh-huh. I just used to cry and cry and cry. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, And then one day I was just like, you know what? I got to get up. Mm-hmm. I can't do this no more. I got to get up. Someone just like, get up. Boom. Motivate your mind. Mm-hmm. Put it on paper. Started an Instagram page. And that was that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been doing well ever since. Like, people look forward to my meet. I have mo- uh, monthly meetups. Mm-hmm. So, and we wear our colors, you know, we wear different colors. I, my first big event was the Brown Social. And Brown mm-hmm. stands for bringing resources and opportunities to women now. Oh, so, man, we would come point. together. <laughs> yes. Like, that, and that's marketing, too. Facts. So, it all intertwines. Everything that I do intertwines. The event planning, the motivate your mind, the mental health events. So, for me, it's just like, when I'm going through something, I'd be like, okay, well, what can I create out of this? Mm-hmm. I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's dope. So, somebody was, like, right now came to you, right? Gave you that, how how you talk to folks, right? They gave you a phone call, like, China, I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z. Let's just say they very stressed out, bills mm-hmm. may be late, they going through a breakup. What advice would you give them, or how would you walk them through that as far as taking care of your mental first? Like, what would that sound like as a conversation like that? Well, I guess I would just see if they just need somebody to listen. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people just want to be heard. They just want somebody to listen and they don't really care or want advice. Mm-hmm. So I would see if they want advice. And then if they would like my advice, I would give them my input. But after that, ultimately, I'll be like, okay, what's our plan of action? What mm-hmm. are we going to do? Because, you know, we can sit and talk about problems all day long. But if you're not putting in the steps or methods or you're trying to figure out how to solve it, I don't want to hear the same thing six months from now. Facts. If we're going through this, we're going to get through it together. You know, so if you need my help or if it's something I can do to help you or if, even if you want to come over and let's have a vision board party, let's write down our mm-hmm. goals and let's write down our plans. Let's do it. I'm that friend. Facts. That's, so. hey, that's a good friend to have because I'm. Like in my friend circle, of course, I'm only one person, right? Mm-hmm. And I do have my life. I go through things. But the fact because I care about mental health so much, I'm, I guess, not elected myself, but make that person. If you're going through something, call me. Mm-hmm. I want to I be able to hear you progress in life. I want to be able to see you 10 years from now saying, you know what? When I look back on my, on my past life, I was going through X, Y, and Z. But because I was able to be able to be walk through, walk through it with somebody hand in hand, you could save a life doing it. I know plenty of people who almost kind of went off that ledge, but like you say, because they weren't being heard, they just felt like I have nobody in the world. I have nobody to express my feelings to. Especially like say men, people always might say, oh, there's no place for a guy to be emotional to show this and that emotion, but 
I feel as if it's very important for a man to do that. Just mm-hmm. so, say if a man has a daughter, right, and he may not have the mother. The mother could have passed away, X, Y, and Z. You got to be able to express those feminine qualities to that to that child. Not saying there's something wrong with that, but just being, oh, I'm tough guy, this and that. That can end up killing you, not being able to learn to express yourself, learn to open up. Because some of these young boys nowadays, that's what they're lacking. Their daddy's just so damn hardcore, they don't know how to come home if they had an issue at school or had an issue outside, like pops or mom, uh, X, Y, and Z happened. Like, son, how how did that make you feel? Why do you think you wanted to fight, dude, or, or, or put your hands on this young lady, which is wrong to do, but why do you think you did that? Because they don't know how to express themselves. They don't know what love is, passion is, because dad is just so... Men don't cry. Boys don't cry. Suck it up type situation. Mm-hmm. So we got to kind of break that stigmatism in life to just be able to, we're human. We have, we're built and programmed with all these emotions. So why do you want to suppress these emotions? So just being that person in life is, is just important to somebody to have. So I want you to keep doing that, of course, because there's not a lot of people who say, hey, what else is it called? Being the own, I think like an empath. We would take on everybody else's issues. Mm-hmm. But it can be tough doing them, but we need more people like you doing that because everybody don't have that person to go to. Mm-hmm. Parents could be dead. They could be the only child. Friends talk shit about them behind their back, and they just don't know where to go, but continue to do that, right? So, But what I want to do real quick as far as bouncing off of mental health, you're a very multifaceted person. Like going through um, like what you showed me, of course, before we linked up and this and that, you've done so much. So how do you, how do you balance it all? Because it from... Coming from a basketball background, being an athlete, uh, doing stuff from that realm, being a mental health advocate, doing your event planning, uh, doing um, media events. So how do you just control it all? So what? what how, how do you do it? Because I'm curious to know because it's a lot. Well, I think it's just something that I'm truly passionate about. So mm-hmm. when you're doing something that you love, it's not work. Mm-hmm. So me being on the red carpet during celebrity interviews, that's still a major event. Mm-hmm. Me doing the mental health um, meetups, those are still events. Mm-hmm. And of course, my event planners are still event- doing events and de- decorating events. That's still events. So I'm always doing something that I love. And even though they're separate entities, they still mm-hmm. all merge together, if that makes sense. No, it, it makes sense. It makes so, sense. It's yeah. all like a... A leg in front of the same umbrella. Yep. Y'all tie into one. So um, the celebrity events, right, or the hosting, how did you get into that as far as the media around? What was that? Like, that's like, it may sound far left from event planning to the natural ear, but I mean, of course it's tied in, but that's just, mm-hmm. uh, now you're in front of the camera. So how did you end up doing that? So I have a friend named Ruben. Shout out to Ruben. His Instagram is real Ruben Woods. Shouts out. I always got to plug him in. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I have been seeing him in Atlanta. So I'm always the friend that be like, man, you got to work your move. Mm-hmm. Like work your move. I tell my friends like work your move. And I say that because when people see me out, I'm not out just to party. I'm not out in the clubs. I move with intention. So mm-hmm. everything that I do, I'm doing it with a purpose. I'm going here to connect. I'm going here to network. I'm going here, hey, you get a shirt, giving this person a shirt or talking to this person about what I do. So people are like, oh, you be everywhere. Like I seen you at the BT Awards. I seen you at da, da, da. Yeah, I'm there, but I'm moving with intention. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? I'm no, not going just to take to. a picture and just to be like, oh, I was here. No, I'm, I'm working my move. So mm-hmm. I'll be like, work your move. I tell my friend, work your move. So when I went to LA to the BT Awards, I ran into uh, Ruben. I've been seeing him here in events all the time. He's reached out to me to work with some celebrities here to do the court for celebrities here. But when he, seen me, he saw me in LA, he was like, you here? I was like, yeah, I'm here. Like, what's up? Let's work. So 
Um, he has he's a he's in a media field. He works with QC. He's a DJ for QC. Mm. Um, he's an artist. He just does a lot. And I'm like, wow, like we've connected. But since like it's not that many of us out here from Atlanta, I'm about to work my move. Mm. So. I was like, um, let me do a drop. Like he had a microphone just like this. I was like, I was like, um, I was like, let me do a drop for you. And if it's bad, tell me it's bad. But if it's not, then I gotta you gonna let me work with you. And he was like, all right, let's do it. So he liked my drop. And I was like, see, all right. So from that point on, everything he does, like everything, mm-hmm. I'm there. That's I'm there. dope. So what yep. you um you camera shy? I have a big personality, but I don't do that with people that I don't know. I had to Facts. get to know the person, you know, like I interviewed Krishan um, on the red carpet in L.A. at the Hollywood Unlocked Social. I interviewed um, Eric Bellinger. Mm-hmm. He writes for everybody like Usher, Chris Brown. Like mm-hmm. he's amazing. Like it was just dope. Like it was. It was like, I've been blessed with so many opportunities this year. Like, this has really been, like, the best year of my life. Word. Everything, business-wise, personal, events, traveling, BT Awards, Hip Hop Awards, oh Hollywood Unlocked. Like, every, <laughs> everything. I'm just like, my dreams just really became a reality Why do you think year. so, though? Why do you think this year was just one of the ones? Something you personally did or just God working his mood? <laughs> I think both. I think that me actually having to let people go and leaving that toxic relationship, mm. I think God was like, okay, you finally did what I told you to do. Now I'm going to give you what you want. Yeah. Because if I was still in that relationship, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Mm. So it all came together. And it's funny as you said that, right? And I often tell folks that some people will just sit here and be like, like they know um, I should do X, Y, and Z, but it may be tough or this and that, or mm. why God now trying to bless me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if some people just understand God is, he's a powerful God, but mm-hmm. sometimes you may feel like he may not bless you, but he could be just be sitting there with his arms folded. You just got to do that one simple thing. It mm-hmm. could be, leaving a toxic relationship may be big to some, but something as far as stop eating out all the time. Just something small, and mm-hmm. as soon as you just make that one switch, those doors will open up for you and suggest you'll flourish in abundance, right? And especially if you go into a season of fasting and prayer, mm-hmm. That'll always do it for you just because sometimes you're just so distracted with your business. You may be in school, your family, X, Y, and Z. You don't know what he's trying to tell you on this and that. So the fact that you said that that happened for you is a blessing. I'm happy it did happen for you. So throughout those doors opening this year, what is your top highlight, you think? Because the BT Awards and all this and that, that's... You you on a roll, man. You on a roll. Yeah, and every it's like every opportunity that I'm blessed with, like I go for free. Mm-hmm. Like I don't pay to get in anything that I do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just there for free. Whether I'm as decor, mm-hmm. media, you know, working the red carpet, I go for free. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know. I've you had gotta so have many a highlight moment, man. I had so many. I think just like. Being in rooms with people who are creative and going and doing the things that they actually love. I think mm. that's my highlight. It's hard for me to choose just one thing. Yeah. Like BT Awards was amazing. Um, Doing three events for an Atlanta Hawks professional NBA player was amazing. Mm. So I don't know. It's hard for me to choose just one. No, I feel that. You're doing, you're working in abundance right now. But the key thing you said as far as being in the room and just to bounce off of that, the fact that. We were once talking a bit um, to set up the pod, and then I know you got busy or not, but it's to see you again at Invest Fest. Mm-hmm. It's just like you, right? China is out here. She's here. She's there. She's everywhere. So, how important do you think it is as far as is getting inside those rooms and being inside of that space to where they they say your network is your network? Which I do agree with, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like 
nowadays it's like it's it's a little mixture of it's about who you know and what you know because again you can meet the right person but if you don't have any education or background mm -hmm. what are y'all gonna talk about or right. this and that so what is how do you think is the importance of getting inside of those rooms Getting inside the rooms are important, it's, but it's also about how you work your move when you're in those rooms. Mm -hmm. So I can get your number, his number, that person number, her number. But if I don't talk to you ever again after mm -hmm. that, how are we connecting? How are we bouncing ideas off of each other? How are we, you know, motivating each other? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's all about you do once you obtain those connections. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Facts. Donnie Wiggins has said that she was just like, um, say, if you do go to an event or an invest fest, a lot of people are going on there with a the mindset of, I want to connect with everybody in here, no matter who they are. Let me get this person number, this and that, this and that. But instead, how about you go on there knowing, like what you said, I know my niche, right? And do your research before you may go to these events, you know, and getting a, a kind of a, a good thought of who's going to be in here. So let me niche down to let me sit here and really talk to this person and really, well, let me sell myself an X, Y, and Z versus just being a, I want to get everybody in here because you you may not contact them ever again. You may have their number and forget, oh, I did talk to such and such, or I did talk to such and such, but you only spent a minute speaking to them versus speaking to this one person for a good five minutes. They know your face and know your voice and know what you're about. So get into these rooms. And the key thing you keep saying is I love is working your move while you are move. in these spaces, mm -hmm. right? That's just a part of strategizing. That's just a part of planning before you go and not just Cause a lot, a lot of people, like you said, they do come in here for clickbait. They just want to go and say, even with vacation and stuff, people selling me going and enjoy themselves because it's just for the moment of, hey, I'm here, mm -hmm. or look at me, or I may not be really doing this, but it may seem like it. But once you actually get into these networking events or these spaces, going there with a plan, going there with a strategy, going there with the elevator pitch, with some may not go on there with, but you should know your stuff well enough so if you do black out or have a brain fart. I can still kind of kick it to you to know, like, this is what I got going on. I feel as if you may be a good match to work with me or I may be a good match to work with you. Like, let's link. And also, the biggest part about it is following up when you're done and actually not just going there and getting it and not and leaving a good relationship on the table, man. So I just I just love where your brain at, right? You kicking back some good game for people who would love to hear it. Mm -hmm. And to know that you are working your moves in these rooms, how did you end up in film? So people who may not know... You got some roles in some in, 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 in film, right? So explain how that happened, telling what film it was and, and however many you've been in. So how did that work out for you? So I have a friend, a good friend of mine. She's like a big sister. Her name is Reese with Casting. Mm -hmm. And she always, like years ago, this was years ago, um, before the strike or whatever, she used to always send me, hey, I got this role for you. You want to do it? Hey, I got this role for you. Hey. So it's like a lot of times now that when your name is in their database, they just send you stuff, send mm. you stuff. So I saw a role and they were looking for um, basketball players. So mm. I was a basketball Perfect player. So match. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so I did it. And it was like a movie with Shaq, Kyrie Irving. Like it was Nate Robinson. It was like just amazing. Um, and then also this year, I was in a commercial with Candace Parker. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So, yeah. You out here going crazy. How was it on set um, and Uncle Drew with all these celebrities? Like, what was that like for you? Was you nervous when you first got there? So what, what did it end up being like once um once it got started? It was fun. It was fun. Um, I asked Shaq, like, what was, who was his favorite 
uh, point guard to play with. He told he told me Penny Hardaway. Mm. I told him I played basketball at Oregon. So like I said, I'm still working my move. And then Shaq had a birthday party this year, and he remembered me from Uncle Drew at his <laughs> birthday party. So I was like, Hey, I must be doing something right. No, nah, like you said, he remembered you doing that me. Working that move, mm-hmm. that's hard. You think he want to um, pursue a career in acting? Just a little bit here in the Dublin novel. I don't know. I'm more creative, so I want to do, like, set decoration, prop mm. styling, you know, things like that. So at the end of the movies, I'm looking at, like, who's the set decorator? Who's mm. the prop stylist? Who's the production designer? Because I would rather create and bring the props on life. Like, I would put the props on there on the mm. table to make it look real. Mm. So that's what I would like to do. People ask me that all the time, but I'd rather be behind the scenes and create. Mm-hmm. You kind of what, uh, what you call, like, an introvert or extrovert when you need to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how most people are. I mean, I... I I'm like that, but I've learned is just like if you're not really out here getting active or doing X, Y, and Z, that could be what's blocking your blessing. Even though you may be an introvert, but you can't just really dive into that so 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 much because you're not being seen, mm-hmm. you're not being heard, and this mm-hmm. and that. So keep pushing out that way. So um, so say if right a scenario, okay? If you could go back to about fifteen mm, year old China, right? Fifteen. 14, 15 year old China. Like ninth, 10th grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go back then, right? If you could sit her down right here in my seat, how would you motivate her? What would you tell her as far as giving her advice to to get to either where you are now or to propel past it in a faster pace? So what what would you talk to talk to yourself about? I would say stop worrying so much. I was I would tell her, like, you're gonna do it, you're gonna get it done. Stop worrying. Stop Mm -hmm. overanalyzing, stop overthinking everything. Like everything doesn't have to be perfect. Everything Mm -hmm. can happen when it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. That's what I would tell her. Okay. So you was a warrior growing up very bad? Mm-hmm. I would just say I overthink everything. Like, I was like, okay, got to make straight A's or I got to get the A-B on a roll. I mm-hmm. got to be in the beta club. I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, I was just an overachiever all the time. But it's okay to just relax. Mm-hmm. Just relax. Do nothing. Like, even now, it's hard for me to just sit around and do nothing. I have to make myself relax. Like, this year for my birthday, mm-hmm. I made. I went and got a facial. I went and got a massage. I went and got, like, you know, I had to make myself sit down. Like, my nail yeah. tech, the girl who do my nails. Shout out to Fly Not. She played but, uh, everybody. Shout out to all y'all, man. <laughs> but it's like, she was like, China, don't do nothing on your birthday. Don't do nothing work-related on your birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for her to say that, that meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Because I worked so hard. Mm-hmm. Like... How long do you take your breaks when you do wind down? Is it very, very short because you always don't go? Yeah, or I'll travel. I like to book a flight. Like I'll book a flight and just go somewhere. That's dope. It's always good to see new things. That's how you kind of expand your creativity, too. It's like, mm-hmm. I remember one time, um, I think we had one on the cruise, me and my homeboy, and it was just when we went there, mm-hmm. we had a good time, but it's like coming back, your mind is just so on goal for year from like yeah. the newest stuff you may have seen and mm-hmm. comparing it back to where you've been at. This whole time, your creative juices just get going. But then maybe like a month or two later, it's like, man, I'm back into the usual motions and mm-hmm. this and that. So I really um, uh, like an advocate for that is traveling. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to go far, far, far here and there. But just to turn up your scenery is always a great thing to do. So what is your creative process like when you do get in your bag? Do you have a set? I got to uh, light my candle. I got to sit in here and just cut my music on like that. Do you have like a not so much of a ritual, but mm-hmm. what is that for you? How does that look? So if they tell me the theme, like they'll usually tell me the theme, the colors, things like that. I'll just go look it up. I love Pinterest. I love Mm -hmm. to get on Pinterest. So Mm -hmm. if you were throwing a party, even if you're DIY, doing it yourself, Mm -hmm. look on Pinterest for ideas. Pinterest literally has everything. Pinterest go crazy with it. (laughs) Everything. I know people on TikTok now, but Pinterest, oh my gosh, like 
show you how to make like anything, finish mm-hmm. puzzles, like interior design your house, like interior decorate, everything. Mm-hmm. So Pinterest. Okay, that's dope. So what's um what's next for China? What do you what do you got either coming up or what do you what is your plans or well without trying to either expose whatever, but mm-hmm. what's next for you? Like where's your mindset right now? Well, um, I had a friend, you know him, he was on your show, Mac Brown. Shout out to Mac. Shout out to Mac. <laughs> um, we spoke on a sports panel earlier this year mm-hmm. with me and some other DeKalb County athletes and division one and pro athletes. So speaking to kids were fun, but he's been motivating me lately to get my real estate license. Mm-hmm. So that's something a lot of people don't know. I'm working on obtaining my real estate license right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna move forward with events, keep doing mental health stuff, um, continue to advocate, let people know they can talk about it. It's okay. Um, I also want to get into set decorating, prop styling, production mm-hmm. design, things of that nature. And yeah, just keep moving forward. Just That's keep dope. moving forward, never giving up, keep going towards my dreams, seeing how I can help other people, you mm-hmm. know? Go set high, go set high. So before we get out of here, right, do you have any um, you said something earlier, but just just to go back and reiterate, any announcements coming up as far as all your events? Um mm-hmm. Something they want somebody to attend or how to reach you and stuff like that. So what announcements do you have? And they all you right there. <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> okay. So I have the Motivated Marketing Masterclass coming up October 29th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. It's on Eventbrite. And in December, I am hosting the Red Social. And Red stands for the Real Entrepreneurship Discussion. So that's going to, I think I'm going to open it up to men and women. But that's going to be dope. Y'all should come if you can. Okay. Y'all got to send the info. We're trying to, again, here. Everybody we do bring on, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to build this build a community as far as all the guests and keep in touch because y'all supported me coming here. So we always want to do the same going back. Um, but the last thing I need you to do, mm-hmm. there's a little girl, a little boy, a grown woman or mm-hmm. a man or whomever that's interested in, in event planning or playing sports, whatever you have done in your life, right? And that's my main thing here with this platform. Mm-hmm. I want to give value to somebody to get them to take that first step to stop being scared to just say, you know what, this is my calling. I've been feeling it, this and that. So give them the best advice you can give them to be able to just go at it and get it and how to stay mentally sane as far as going through that process. So motivate them. Okay. I would say write the vision and make it plain. Write your goals down on paper. Put that paper up. Tape it somewhere, somewhere you can look at it every day and every day work towards your goals. It's okay to take a break, take some time off, but work towards your goals every day. And cut off all the naysayers, whether it's family, friends, it doesn't matter. If they don't believe in you, if they don't see your vision, if it's something positive and you're working towards it, it can happen for you. Facts. I love it. I love that. But I want to thank you for pulling up on me. This was a great conversation. And one thing I want to leave people with is, like her shirt says, motivate your mind, right? You got to understand that our mental is one of the strongest assets we have in our body. So you stimulate that, you continue to grow and feed that, you will excel, you will propel. So, <clears throat> but again, this was an Inherited Podcast. I am Sir Gates. Make sure y'all follow the podcast on IG at Inherited Podcast. That's N-H-E-R-I-T-D Podcast. Follow the regular page at Inherited. You can also follow me at Sir Gates BC. And make sure y'all to, wait, did you give me your Instagram? No. Yeah, go ahead. You got okay. to plug, plug yourself Where in. Where am I supposed to look at Oh, that's you. This you right there. That's all you. Oh, I was not looking at the camera. I was looking at you the whole time. You good? But okay, <laughs> my Instagram is Events by CCM on all platforms: um, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, everything. And then my Instagram for my community organization is Motivate Your Mind Inc. Again, this is in here the podcast. I am Sir Gates. Thank y'all for locking in. Until next time. All right. Great talk. Great talk.